Alice, hi, and welcome to a Business Growth Mindset podcast. Hi, Christian. The Top Achievers series. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good, actually. I'm really excited that you're here. Um, uh, for those for our listeners out there, um, I'm incredibly proud that you've made the time available to come and share. Oh, just for you, Christian. Thank you. To come and share <laughs> with us. Um, what essentially makes a top achiever? But before we do that, what I want to do is I, I want you just to explain to our listeners who you are and what your business is, in your own words. Sure. Um, well, my name is Alice Pennington. I'm the founder of Palette Design, which is a graphic design studio based here in good old Adelaide. I uh, started it in Sydney and moved it there, um, moved back to Adelaide about 10 years ago now, which time flies. Uh, we uh, do everything design, branding specifically, which basically is design uh, from logo um, right through to all collateral on the printing and digital fronts, uh, logo, brochures, websites, flyers, signage, anything you can think of you should actually have branded, including internal documentation and guidelines. Uh, we also work with people that have existing um, existing branding um, where we can follow it through or um, continue or create new branding and packaging very much so. So it's all collateral that um, we work with. Uh, we have a fantastic group of um, clients that we have had for a long time, some of them for um, over 10 years, and we've essentially become an extension of their team. And we love working with um, very um, passionate people that value, value design and branding, and it's the person behind really the business that we work with because in order to understand a brand you have to understand who you're working with and how they brief you and how their perception is and what their consumer needs are. They know their consumer and they know their business best. And also I have a fantastic team of, um, we're all girls team funnily enough, just by accident, um, Leah and Chloe and we have Emma who's on maternity leave and they're fantastic girls and that we each have our um, strengths that we bring to the table, um, our creative abilities, and we work really well as a team, um, which is the most important thing. So um, we bring out the best in each other and we collaborate because we collaborate with our clients as well. Design is about collaboration and bring the best out of everybody. Fantastic. So what, would, what, what do you love doing the most in your business? Oh, that's a hard one. I, um, I get a lot of energy from the small little things that come up to the big stuff. So it's when we go towards, um, when I start to really understand um, a client, like a new one, and I learn a little bit more about how they work and those intricacies, I get really excited about those. And then when I can, um, when I can really understand that separation, because obviously every brand that we work with is different, personalities are different, so the approach has to be different. And so understanding how they see and how, how they want it to be perceived, when I can get into that, I get really excited. And then from there, you build. And so then when you know that's how they work, it's I kind of like the brains behind it all. And then also seeing a design come across, uh, come together and then put in across collateral and then even like the other day we had um, an opening night for um, one of our clients and we walk in and just see their excitement and their value that they, their pr um, pride in what they've done and they've achieved and we've supported them it's so exciting and still to this day it doesn't matter um, when I see material out there that we've done I still give myself a little, little bit of a yay 
I don't know why, it's still forever. And I've been in the industry for 20 years, but I get excited when people get excited. I just love seeing everyone, well, you know, doing the best that they can and, you know, it coming out in their eyes and in their soul. It's like magic. I think what's really uh, wonderful uh, when, when I asked you that question was just seeing you light up. And I think that's really, really important um, because it's an attribute of many top achievers that they have a, they're very purpose-driven, they have very strong uh, values. Share with us, not so much your values, but your company values, to, to just give us a better understanding of what drives uh, the behaviours at yes. Palliant Design. Of course, well, um, it is really um, bringing out the best in everybody, the value of, um, uh, I guess, happiness, really. So the energy that we were, t- um, we were talking about earlier, just... Uh, energizing people you know when people are passionate about um, something the energy and life comes automatically and so that's a big part of it it's actually finding the passion in everybody and bringing that out and also it's what people their needs and requirements and we're um, solution driven so we're here to make people's lives easier and um, we do that with absolute joy because for us it's not a problem we're problem solvers we love trying to break that down and then finding their life um, that they can continue on with what they focus on and we pride ourselves in making their lives easier. Our values are, uh, are about our clients. We um, take care of ourselves as a team because we work better if we are taking care of ourselves. Health and wellbeing is a big part of it. Um, but through the domino effect, you get a better result. And it's all about really our client and bringing them to the table, understanding what they want and you know fulfilling their needs with you know, a bit of the Palliant style, which is... Brilliant. bit of love. A bit of love. Is that what it is? A bit of love. Now, look, Alice, I've known you for a, a while now, and um, I, I feel very privileged because you do have an abundance of energy, and I also have the wonderful opportunity to work with you and your team, and your team, both as a client and also as an advisor, and um, your team really embeds those values, mm. and there's always happiness and sunshine, as you put it, Happiness and sunshine. <laughs> um, when 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 you come into the office, and and, and I think that that's really important. And even watching your team uh, at networking events, and you're, you're a bit of a network goddess, <laughs> right? Um, they they embody that. And, you know, they're not really uh, neither of, of Leah or Chloe are, are really the extroverted types that would throw themselves into the deep end of networking. But when you've got a fearless leader like yourself, who, by the way. Uh, is also quite introverted in in in, in that sense. Um, you know, you really shun a light on how you can go out there and, and be yourself. And I think that that's also embodied in in the design work that you mm. do. Um, you know, not many people can say that they've had clients for you know more than ten years. And and we're not talking small clients, no. are we? I mean, no. you 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 have a, a a national client who's also pretty much a global yes. player in in the in the paints industry. Um, and you know, and I think that speaks volumes for the quality of work that you do over and over again. Um, what do you see, though, is the real value that your business is adding to the world? So what is the real value that Powering Design adds to the world? Oh, wow, that's a tough question. And you know it is. That's why you're looking at me like that. <laughs> uh, well, val- um, value add, uh, I think it's, you know, everything's a unique selling point, you know, in the marketing terms. Our unique selling point is, I guess, um, 
the value we add is we we very much care about our clients mm -hmm. and the long-term relationship is very purposeful. Uh, a brand is something that evolves over time. It's a personality, it's like a little person really. Mm -hmm. And so to understand it, uh, see where it can go, um, expand on it, um, uh, adjust it when it needs to be is very something that you need to understand and that happens over time and that's through people that um, we work with. Uh, the value we add is that we are we're fiercely loyal and we are efficient but we're so reliable we are always there for our clients and they know that we so many times we get the the a lot of desperation of I need this done or, and we support them no matter what um, we'll do everything we can obviously you know last-minute jobs come up it's unavoidable it's as well trained as anyone is things do come up and we are there no matter what we will get it done and sometimes we do always prefer a bit of time so we can really develop it but then the thing is we can still deliver no matter what because we understand the brand that comes with years of experience though and understanding against the, um, the people we're working with so I guess the value we bring is we really bring ourselves to the table without any you know there's there's no ego here we're truly for the people that we work for amazing and I think you know the, the big thing that I heard there is that you evolve with your client mm. um, and, and that's a really big lesson for anyone that's in business is that in business we have to evolve mm. um, and I think for you, you've managed to encapsulate all that into your core competencies of your organisation but more importantly your people because mm. your focus is, is your team and, and then your team is also your stakeholders which are your clients. Um, yes. You know what I really enjoyed when you said uh, a brand is like a little person. You know, one thing that's always fascinated me about you is um, you have three little people. Yes, I have three um, and, 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 and Lexi. And <laughs> Lexi's the dog that keeps escaping. Escape artists. Um, I, you know, before we jumped onto the, onto the podcast, um, Alice was just sharing with me how uh, the, her neighbour at 3am this morning knocked on her door and wanted to have a conversation about... Um, you know, Lexi the runaway. Uh, and, uh, and Alice was quite entertained, weren't you, Alice? Yes. At 3 o'clock in the morning, mm. your neighbour wanted to have an in-depth conversation about how do we prevent Lexi from going over. It appears that Lexi has a boyfriend. Um, <laughs> and the boyfriend lives next door. So um, I'm not My sure... My teenager. Yeah. I, so, you know, and, and you also have three children who, uh, you know, Jade is going to become a, a teenager now. Okay. And she is. So... So you're getting practice with Lexi. I know, I feel like um, she is preparing me for the sleepless me, nights again. How do you cope uh, with being a really busy mum, three children and Lexi, managing a house, managing life? Um, you know, I think that's it's such an undervalued thing, being a mum who runs a successful business. And, and you know, your business is successful. We're not going to hear, hear today talk about numbers, but you, know, you took a home office and have turned it into a big office outside of the home uh, while still being a mum and you're an amazing mum I get to see that a lot in the interactions that we have uh, and, I, and I've had the privilege of meeting your children so how do you how do you do that Alice I mean I'm a white privileged male I don't have I've, I've got Lucy at home as you know and I have that luxury you know she looks after everything and the children um, how do you do it I had a fantastic mentor in my life which was my mum mm. And I, she did it. She, um, I'm one of four, and um, she uh, worked with my father. They had their own business, and I think that's 
it's I'm I saw it firsthand, and it is just uh, without simplifying. It's just what you do. You get up there, you get to it. You know, it's there. It, um, it's, it's a lot of organisation, but you you just get it done. There's no I don't sit and dwell into oh my god I've got all this stuff to do. Sometimes yes we do. We all have those moments, but it's you get up in the morning and you do what you need to do, but you also enjoy the moments. You try. Um, it's a really hard, funnily enough, a hard question because I don't know how I do it. I just do it. And I've never really, um, I, I've reflected on it before because um, it does come up. A lot of people do ask um, how I do it. And I just know that I just put one foot in front of the other and I um, get it done. Because I'm also, I'm, I'm a mover. I need to get things going. I'm, I like things going along nicely, like um, energy. I am energetic, so I have a lot of it and I want to get things moving. I like, I don't like sitting down and wasting time. I want to live. Life is full of so many possibilities and opportunities. So I always have the opinion of, well, I've got three children and it's not, um, that's just something I have as well as what else I want to do. It's, I can't, it's not the, I can't because I have three children, it's what else can I do? I have three children and they can see that. And I want to show them that I can do anything. And I know the whole, yes, you can do anything that you put your mind to. Yeah, absolutely. But it takes a lot of hard work. I, you know, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of, um, there's no lazing around. I, the lazy days don't exist in my life, but I don't know how to be lazy. I actually have to force myself to be, which is, you know, just a personality trait as well. But yeah, I think a big part of it though, my mum, um, I taught, she taught me everything I know and I wish... If I could just be a portion of her, I'm pretty blessed. Yeah, look, I, I understand that because we've spoken about your mum a, a lot. Um, but also, if I can, yeah. you know, we, we had to say goodbye to your mum this year. She, yeah. she, she passed away in April. Um, yes. I, I wish that I'd actually gotten to meet your mum. Uh, I've said this to you before. Mm. Um, I learned I so much about a person at her wake, uh, at the funeral. And... I was sitting there in awe of what everybody was mm. saying and also what they weren't saying about your mum. So I truly understand how special she was mm. to you, but that's just added another layer of complexity to your life. Yeah. How are you able to continue growing your business? You've, you've had to deal with that significant loss. Mm. Um, so, you know, to me, clearly your mum is who shaped your childhood uh, to, I guess, be the type of business person that you are today, because yes. uh, that was going to be one of my questions. Yeah. And, and he's sort of like, you know, so, so how do you, I guess, what are the coping mechanisms that you've had to rely on to fill this void or this gap? I mean, clearly she has taught you well. So, you know, how, how, how can you share that, that, emotion with us or how can you share those coping mechanisms so that other people who may not be going through this right now or are going through this right now um, are able to lean on your experience well I'm not going to lie it's the hardest thing I've ever gone through hmm. oh still going through it and I don't think that I'll ever leave um, my dad has been amazing actually um, uh, my dad ambitious uh, always pushed us as well so I, um, mum and dad were a good yin and yang um, mum being extremely patient and my dad uh, very much a, you know, 
let's get to it. They're both um, very similar in the sense of the ambitious side of life. Uh, coping, uh, Dad's really stepped up um, emotionally. I've never known my dad to be emotional, um, and I'm a mum's girl. <laughs> so, uh, and also I'm very blessed to, uh, I'm the youngest of four, so I have a brother and two sisters that, um, you know, it's amazing when you go through something quite so tragic um, as losing a parent, um, the, I guess you, you revert to your childhood. And so my siblings look at me as the little, their little sister. And they, um, and I feel that, and I feel like they definitely very much um, take care of me as much as I can take care. We all lean on each other very much, so and dad, um, and check in on each other. But definitely I think um, uh, knowing, I, mum, I feel mum around me. I, you know, because my children talk about mum and they, you know, throw the words around really easily. I mean, in a different way. Um, and some days that mum talk is hard. Some moments are really hard. Um, but I'm, I'm, it's a real learning curve of allowing the emotions to come and sitting them for a bit but not letting them consume because they can be all-consuming. And it's that whole get up and, you know, it's a new day. Uh, and sometimes that new day is not as it, much easier than the day before. And sometimes it's worldly different. But I definitely um, I talk to mum personally um, and I know that she's there. I feel her. I feel like she prepared me for this, even though um, at the time you don't even know it. Uh, because, she, well, the person I am that she, um, my dad and mum uh, as a family have created, there's a lot of love. We've got a lot of reliability, but we're hugely independent. Like, we are very independent people, and we've been um, taught that way, I guess. We know that that way. So, um, we, it kind of comes back to yourself. You have to kind of look at yourself. Self-awareness, self-reflection, um, yoga, big fan of, do a lot of, has helped me through a lot of it, like when mum was first diagnosed, and anything that's ever happened, you, you, that self-reflection, or um, rather than trying to hide it, escape from it, view it um, and that's hard it's so hard and um but allowing that for yourself um and finding out what it's teaching you you might not seem to come to fruition just yet um and it might i don't know i can't speak for anyone else for me it is every day is a learning curve every day and it's a reminder of um like i'll hear a song i'll hear anything or something and i'll get this wave of emotion and sometimes the wave is of happiness and sometimes it's a, I just want to cry and I'm allowing that a bit more allowing my vulnerability which is the hardest thing because it's so easy once you have that wall up to keep that wall up and ignore those emotions they'll come and bite you but allowing that emotion and just kind of coming face to face with it as hard as it is it's the best thing <laughs> Not necessarily feel at the time, but it's you know it's just trusting the process, whatever that process is, and that's the thing. You don't know what it is. Uh, the the fear of what's going forward. I, I feel like I have gone through so much that really, what else could it be? That could be so more frightening. It's um, I always had a fear of losing my mum, and it is very much has happened, and I'm still alive and kicking, and I know that she's there with me no matter what, and I will continue and draw on her strength through every day 
and know that I've always got it because I'm lucky enough that she's in me and she's in my siblings and in my children and my nieces and nephews. I think what's really special from you sharing that story, and thank you for being so vulnerable. Um, as I said, I've had the privilege of working with you for a couple of years now, and that's actually why I wanted you on the podcast. Because I remember you saying, I'm not really a top achiever, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, you are. Because you you demonstrate such fearlessness, despite the fact that there is an undercurrent of fear in everything. Um, but what I've seen uh, that's impressed me, and I think the listeners would have just picked that up too, is is that vulnerability, that ability to stand up and be present in the arena, to really stand up. Um, and and I think you know, with with the tragic loss of your mum, you've had to step up in a really really big way. And there's been lots of other things going on in your life too, um, which are not for today. But what really stands out for me, Alice, is your your ability to to be resilient, um, but also your passion and your purpose for what you do and what you do for mm. others, right? You know, you have you have as much energy as I have. <laughs> you know, it's quite interesting. Um, and maybe people are going to pick this up. You know, when I get, see you get excited, it actually makes me chill out. And, and I really like that. And I think that's a really special characteristic that you have. And it shines through in your business. And I think that's really important. It's something that I, we probably don't have time to go into to really demonstrate that for people. But I, I, I think what's really important is that for you, you know, your mum, uh, through your childhood, the fact that they had a business and they worked together mm. really did shape the business person you are today oh, because you have a tremendous work ethic. Um, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm telling the, the audience what I know, but you have a tremendous work ethic and it really comes through, but it's underpinned by all of these values and these beliefs. So, you know, congratulations. Thank you. What, what, and I think one of the questions that I want to lean into now um, is, you know, when you are overwhelmed and when you get unfocused, what do you do to realign? That's a really good question because I get annoyed at myself for being unfocused and I can feel it because I, I think that's um, as time is loud I've really learned to pick up on it and I know when I'm going down the slope I guess of and that's frustration for me but I, I'm a big yoga person so coming to the mat is a big part of focusing and clarity because you know life throws you so many curveballs and so much stuff that it's coping with it and I, well sleep is always a good one no, I'm not the that's not my strength um, because I like to keep moving. But I definitely, I'm a, a, I do a lot of exercise. I walk in nature. I love a sunrise, sunset. Give me a view. Seriously, uh, Mother Nature is a phenomenal um, healing. She's amazing. Um, spending time with people, getting energized by people, positive people though, is a big factor there because negativity is a big. The Debbie Downer, it, it's draining, and so. While I don't get maybe the traditional rest, I get a re-energised by people and where they're coming from. Uh, realignment. Um, a long time ago, when probably when I was a teenager, I was probably going through a phase in life where things seemed a bit sad, I guess. Nothing really dramatic, but life is just, you know, as a teenager, sucks. But I don't know what happened but it's like this turning curve, 
turning point. It's like a light switched on. It's like, get over yourself. Stop feeling so sorry for yourself. Stop the negative talk. Get yourself into gear, one foot in front of the other. So what do you chip away? Like when you've got a really big project, you don't go, oh my God, what do I do? You go, okay, what can I achieve? Let's just chip away at this. And then before you know it, the whole project's done and you've done it successfully. And then you get re-energized by every step that you make. So it's really just that first step. It's like just making the decision and actually making the decision in your head and going, okay, enough's enough. I've allowed this. You've gone through this, right? Okay, now step it up. One foot in front of the other. You know what I'm laughing. Wow. <laughs> so I think one of the things that I hope is coming through in the audio is you are an absolute control freak. Right? <laughs> and, you know, it's... Is that coming through? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I hope it's coming oh. through because I know you well. And, but what it is is that you have also, and what you're demonstrating is that you are able to find quiet when you need to. Like, you know, you made the yeah. point that you know, going to the mat is about, yes. you know, concentration and focus. Oh, um, and the other thing that I really am, am, it's resonating with what you're saying is these small steps. See, I also know that you're incredibly organized and that's also coming through. That's actually how you manage everything. You're incredibly organized. You know, you have a, a catchphrase that, you know, if you, if you ever need to know how to get something done, ask a busy mum. Yeah, and, and I really do encourage, by the way, anyone listening to this to follow... Um, Alice on uh, Instagram on the Palin Design page, yes. she does share some of the most incredible pictures, oh, don't you, yeah. Alice? You you really do, and you love nature. So, I guess for me, listening to all these things, that's what I'm hoping is coming through, is that when you meet the real Alice, the, everything you say, you do, and it's the way you do it. You are very organised, and and it, it, the part that I love the most that you articulated was. Small steps, mm. you know. Yeah, I think you've heard me talk about that a lot. I always say to people, all we've got to do is move the dial two millimeters mm. at a time. And if we're moving two millimeters every single day towards our common goal, then we are going to be, you know, a kilometer in a different in, in the correct direction, as opposed to going in a completely different direction. Mm, sure. and I think for you, that's where your control, your <laughs> your control freakness, <laughs> right, has allowed you to really. They're the sort of quite really cool habits that you've mm. formed for yourself. And now, this is the next question I wanted to ask you. You know, it was what new habit or existing habit or belief or behaviour perhaps um, that has given you the greatest improvement in your life? Oh, what new habit? Oh, you Christian. <laughs> Thanks, Alice. I'm not sure that's correct, but anyway. No, um, well, I think it's more, um, well, definitely having someone like you in my life um, mm. in uh, to mentor, um, to lean on. Uh, because, I mean, the reality is, is you need uh, kind of your cheerleading squad. You always need to be able to... Um, like I have ideas, thoughts. Oh, hang on, you're being serious. I thought you were joking. Oh, right, no, no, thank you. I appreciate that. Let me just clarify. No, no. I was like... She's going with this. She actually is being serious. Here. No, I am because um, yeah. um, you also hold um, hold me to accountability, and I don't like letting people down, mm-hmm. and that is a big factor. And I know I don't like letting people down. So having you there, and I know that, and I know the thing is, it's not letting you down; it's letting myself down. And so that's it's like you're the mirror that stands up, and then I even talk to you, and then I know the answer already. It's just that you know. I'm, it's, I need that. And I'm, la- I'm laughing because the amount of times that, you know, we, we're very lucky our offices are in the same building and you, you, you come up to me and you ask me a question and I don't even have to answer anymore 
because you'll be like, I know the answer, don't I? And I'm like, yeah. And you just walk out. And, they, <laughs> and, 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 and flirting in. The but park. what's really interesting, with what you're saying, and I'm going to let you continue answering that question because I think there's some really good learnings there for people. Um, you know, having a confidant or having an advisor is such an underrated um, resource for a lot of people. Sure. And, you know, a lot of people that are listening to this are probably thinking, hang on a minute, you know, Alex owns a, a graphic design studio and you're working with Christian. You had significant courage to make that that step up. And, and for you, it has been, you know, it, a monumental improvement on where you were. But the truth is, I can't take credit for that. You, you are an exceptional person. That's why you're featuring in this podcast, not because you're a client. Um, you know, your own merit, you've earned that. And that's why I'm fascinated when I listen to you because I am always impressed. You are one of my star pupils. I always look at you as my pupil um, because you're like a sponge. You're wanting to learn. Mm. And I guess the reason why I'm sharing that with the audience is that's such an important characteristic. Mm. It's all well and good that you, you want to tell the world that I am actually your you know, your, your, your biggest improvement came from a habit of spending time with someone like me. But we actually are the sum of the five people that we hang around with. And that was Jim Rowan. It's, it's not me that said that. Um, and, and that's so bloody true. And you, you raised the point about you know, being around the right people. It's, you know, if you are around like-minded people that have a common goal, mm. you will all grow. And Absolutely. I think, you know, and that's why even with your networking that you do, you, you really are attracting the right people around mm. you. So I, I think I want you just to continue elaborating on the, on the significance of having the right advice. Not so much me, I'm just saying the significance that you've learned from, from having the right advice, mm. but having the right people around you, like your mum, just anyone that can actually just not give you, not hand you the information. No, it's more, no. you know what you want. They just encourage you to step up. Correct. So, so just you know, it'd be, it'd be really, yeah. really interesting for me. Or, and I'm, I guess I'm being selfish. I'd like to know, you know, what it is truly that that drives that that, that has empowered you, right? Because that's what it is. It's a sense mm. of empowerment for you. Sure. Because you can have that extra element of confidence, yeah. knowing that you're not in it alone, right? One hundred percent. Oh, because business is lonely, right? Yes, and I think that's um, before I um, we started working together. I was lonely in business for sure because mm. I kind of actually um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I was I wouldn't say a sitting duck, but kind of not going anywhere, but not not going backwards, but just not kind of in a stagnant position because I you know had three children in this process, and so that therefore there was an element of my business that I couldn't allow or not couldn't allow. I couldn't have grow because I was, you know, raising young children with a partner that travelled a lot as well. And so therefore it fell on me. Um, I had to create um, an environment where I could be accessible to my family at any time. Plus also, but then I'm also, I like to work. I get a lot of value from my um, business. I love, I, I feel very privileged that I love what I do and I've, you know, hope to continue on as long as I possibly can. And so that very much helps. And then, yes, the lonely in business because it gets to a point of where do I go from here? Because I'm, uh, I guess, the thought processes of I want to grow, how do I do that? So many questions and I like to learn as well, but it's where do I learn from and how can, because I know, like my family, we all have our kind of own business and we're in different sectors, completely different um, areas 
So therefore, the approach is completely different, really. But then fundamentally, not really at the same time. We all have um, um, big personalities, I guess, or strong mm -hmm. personalities. Not necessarily huge extroverts, um, but um, it's finding that value from each other and lean on that. But also, it's for me, again, it's that light bulb moment. It's that taking that decision, making the step of going, okay, something's not sitting right. So I can sit in it and dwell and do whatever, or I can make a decision to make a difference. And so what is that difference? And then it's a small step again. So, you know, we met, and then you kind of pushed me where I... And I fought you because I knew that was the right answer, as in what you were telling me I knew inside was it. It's just that, you know, when you're, when you're quietly in business, um, and I had never tapped into Adelaide, I, I did what I did, but I never thought about it. I never thought about how my business really was seen from anyone's perspective because I was an un I'm an unknown in Adelaide. But then my business was growing in Sydney because word of mouth is always how I've worked because you know once my foot is in the door I really get to know the people and I and I I you know I, I want to bring the best out of everybody and so um, that decision to grow when I came to you is not just a business decision, it's a personal decision as well because that they come part and parcel really. You can't grow in business without have self-growth because that self-awareness again and you have to do the things that you don't, you think you don't want to do. Yeah. And you pushed me into networking, which is a big part, and I was like, no! Do you remember the fear I, on your face? Yes! Like I actually thought for the first time ever in my life I was going to be fired. <laughs> and I stood there and You're I went, close, man. and I pushed you very hard. And yes. we, we spent a fair bit of time coaching you up yes. to that level. Uh, and the resistance, wow. I mean, you know, but. Yes, I know. But, I know. And then, yes. Now but you it. made that. See, I think what's really important for the listeners to understand is I can only do so much. Anyone can only do so much mm. for you. You have to make the decision. You know, you are a really good decision maker. You, As you mm. said, by your own volition, you don't dwell on stuff for very long. You you, you use your intuition, you follow your mm. own instinct, and you listen to everything around you, and then you make your own decision. Mm. You know, like, yeah, it's all very nice that, you know, you're acknowledging my work um, in helping you get to where you are, but you're actually an easy person to influence along the way because you, you're intelligent, you know what you're doing, and you're a bloody good specialist at what you do. So, it's it's a, you know for me, it, it, I always found it an easy task. But as you've just said, you know, it's about getting that to being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. And I think I know that's one of my qualities. I, I have a, a wonderful habit of making people feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. But what I try and teach them over a period of time is how to become comfortable with that, mm. because for you the amount that you've grown as a person is something that I'm most proud of because I said, yeah, there's one thing about growing people's businesses and making them have more money to buy the things they don't need. Um, <laughs> you know, but when you grow someone and they, and they're growing by their own volition, not anything forced and you watch them flourish. You know, I mean, that's why all my programs are called grow and flourish. But when that happens for me, I know that I'm achieving my purpose. And hearing you say that is is, is incredibly enriching to, to how I feel, which is wonderful, and I appreciate that. But with, with that in mind, you know, 
what is then one habit that you know if I'm if I'm one of the, if I'm that person that's helped you with through the techniques and things we've done, what is one habit then, or one behaviour, or even a belief for that matter then, that you've learnt along the way that you know would help anyone else? Do everything that you are afraid of. Mm-hmm. Like step into it. That's where you find your power. That's where you find you, your truth. Um, it's not or like going to a networking event. I my whole approach to it is completely different. I it used to be oh, oh, and now it's okay. Who do I want to talk to? And who do I want to meet? And everyone comes with beautiful, amazing stories, and everyone can you know that brings some well. You're speaking to people that um, are business owners that are passionate about what they do and to see their eyes shine and light up, that's awesome. And really, that's all you're doing is just, you're talking to people and getting to know them. Um, It's not so fearful and also, it's not like going to a clicky party. You're going to people that want to talk about their business and they want to get to know you too. So, it's, no one's going to judge you. I think that's, I guess, fear of judgement is a big part of it. People are going to judge you no matter what you do, and you're the worst judgment on yourself. So just do it anyway, because if you aren't true to yourself, you're living a lie. And quite frankly, I'm all about finding opportunity. And God, it just—it's invigorating. It's energising. The more I do it, the more I want to do it. So it's what is your fear? Why is your fear? Really, what's the fear about? And what's the worst thing that can happen? Because usually, the worst thing that can happen. Is you not doing it? Yeah, it's the inaction, right? That's, and, yeah, and I, look, out of everything, one of the most wonderful traits that you have is your ability to make decisions, right? And actually make them. So many people say they want to do something mm. and then they'll sit on it for oh. such a lengthy period yeah. of time. And I think that that's also how you run your business. Yeah. I, I've seen you with my work that you've done, but I've seen also with a lot of the client work, particularly your big clients, you do what you say you're going to do yes. and you deliver it on time. Absolutely. Now, that is also, uh, hopefully, throughout this entire series, we're going to see this pattern with everybody uh, because that is everyone that I know that I dub a top achiever. And by the way, a top achiever for everyone listening and yeah, and for you, Alice, is not someone with the amount of wealth they've accumulated no. or the amount of success. It's the actions that people take that oh, make them outstanding at what they do. So, um, in that case, then, who is, and I know you've met so many amazing people in your life, who is your business hero then? And business why? Business hero. Oh. Business hero. Oh, that's a really good question. I mean, Excluding prison company. Oh. <laughs> um, my brother's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, you speak so, a lot about your brother. Yeah. Um, in, well, and so is my, um, both my sisters and my dad. I'd say that I've been, I've been very blessed because I've been surrounded by people that are, we're all go-getters. Ambition is, runs in our blood and it's, we always want to step up and, you know, we follow through. Um, we're all hardworking. Our work ethic is crazy because um, that's how we are. I mean, we're, but it goes back to Macca's days. If you've got time to lean, you've got time to clean. <laughs> God, I can't believe I remember this. Yeah, you always remember that. I know. <laughs> um, but then, um, yeah, my brother is a pretty amazing, um, he's an um, ambitious person. He's in the finance um, and he moved to Sydney and flourished and he still flourishes. And um, He's here now. 
He's in Adelaide yeah. now. He moved a couple of years ago um, from Sydney. Um, and then my sister, um, I'll include my sister who took over my parents' business and has taken it to a different level because um, uh, uh, she's not a hairdresser. It's a hairdressing business. Uh, but then also my other sister, my closest one, she was in the travel industry and unfortunately um, she was made redundant, but she worked really hard. She was a, um, a manager at Flight Centre and then she went, um, came back into Travel Associates to create her own niche, um, niche market, I guess, for those that want the, less, um, the road less travelled. And she's very clever. Um, I'm very blessed to uh, be surrounded by some very smart people in my life. And, you know, you can't get away with too much. You can only feel sorry for yourself for so long around my family. Amazing. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm writing all these key takeaways down and I'm running out of room on my <laughs> page. Um, and, and, and I knew this would happen with you because because you are so acutely aware of the little things that you do right. And, and that's why I knew you'd be an amazing guest. And hopefully that's really coming through. Um, business is not all flowers and rainbows, no. Alice, as we know. What failure experience set you up for success later on? What's the one thing that has, you know, that has set you up? Failure in business. Failure in anything, In really. everything, because I was going to say, I was... Uh, fortunate. I when I before I started my own business, I uh, was general manager of another business, yeah. and um, I learned a lot because, as you know, you mentioned, I am a sponge, and I am a sponge. I love learning from people. It, it's something, you know, you can give me a piece of paper in front, but I also want to know what all the other pieces of paper mean, and I always want to uh, grow myself and learn every element because if I can do it, then that's awesome. Um, so I went. I was a general manager of this business, and. Uh, the owner of the business had a um, medical episode, we'll call it, very early on. And so I was thrown into the deep end, um, which was very scary because I moved to Sydney and literally did not know the market and I'm running someone else's business and trying to keep that going. But then I drew on the experience I had from um, advertising in Adelaide and again, you know, sink and swim. You have to learn a lot um, if you want to succeed. In Adelaide's a really cutthroat um, market. Well, it was 20 years ago. I have no doubt. Well, it is still really. We're we're, we're tough in Adelaide. Yeah. But then um, I came across a lot of personalities, and I think that's when I. I think also an age factor, and I know I'm kind of like jumping around here, but an age factor of I was young when I started being general manager. So I was in my I was 27 years old, and you don't get taken so seriously when that you're that young. And um, I felt that a lot. So there was times where I just did not get the client I wanted or they didn't take me as seriously as I wanted to. I wanted them to because they, I'm this young person that comes along and what do I know really? Well, that's the impression I got and maybe that's also being naive to it as well. But I definitely learnt from the failures in that business because I was front and centre of it because when you haven't got control of something as well but you're encouraged to have control of it so you're you're given the control but taken away a lot it is very um, roller coaster and um, hard to be um, it's in, in unstable and so that taught me a lot about wow I want to be have my own business because I never thought until that moment that I wanted my own business because I I wanted to learn from people and I think that one really I saw a lot of um, 
raw, raw energy, um, a lot of uh, distrust, a lot of um, the probably uglier side of things, really working hard and um, that's when yoga, funnily enough, came into my life. I learned yoga because, and then I became a little obsessed with yoga, but it was kind of a, the balancing act on something that I was involved with, I couldn't control, but I needed to be able to, but I had so many moving parts. And so that is also learning adaptability as well. So from that moment, um, it, I actually got very overwhelmed, didn't want to go to work, and it came to the point of I have to step away, make the decision to step away from a business because it's not working for me emotionally, mentally, um, and the idea was to step away and become a freelancer. And what happened is the natural regression of here we are today, 13 years later, to a business yeah. that I just stepped into for me creating a safer space for myself, which then I brought the clients that I built up into the other business because I had that, I had the relationship with that, not the previous relationships mm -hmm. of the um, owner of the business, where they had this, inter um, this, expectation of someone that I could never deliver for and so I was able to curve and carve my own path and create the environment which I have now to this day where I've got Chloe and um, uh, Leah um, to never create a, such an um, unstable environment for them so that they can feel their safest space to really be creative because if you haven't got that stability the creative gene or that happy place of put your ideas out there and feel like you're not going to be scolded for it or anything, that's where you really blossom in every role, uh, creative or not. If you can bring it to the table and it be explored and not judged, you know, especially before you get to a client because obviously you have your huddle and that's your vulnerable space and then the client gets the, you know, the, the beauty that comes out of it. Um, that's the environment that I wanted to create because I've been into some not as great environments and um, I oh, learnt a mountain there and I, I don't look at it as a failure though and I don't think it is a failure I don't I, that word failure I I probably look at it as more where did I learn the most and in that instance I'd say that stepping stone into my own business where I didn't even know that's what I wanted I just think intrinsically because I was brought up in an environment where we're business owners that's where I was avoiding it, it was probably like avoiding the inevitable, but I wasn't ready to step into it. And I didn't even realize I was ready and it's the organic um, positioning that I'm in now. And now I've stepped into it, now I just want to go further. I feel like I've only just begun. I really do. I think you have just begun, Alison. I think that's <laughs> a really good answer. Um, and you know, again, another massive um, key takeaway is that you need to step in. You know, it's not a matter of just stepping up, to step up you've got to step in first mm. um you know uh, anyone that's familiar with Brene Brown's work um you know that's what that's all about you know vulnerability so I think that there's some uh, really good takeaways and and I'm just going to recap some of them now and just in case I miss some but you know you've got to take on the fear yeah. you've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable you've got to take action you've got to mm. you've got to make decisions you've got to you know build your work ethic build your grit in that area You've got to be vulnerable. You know, adaptability is, is foundational. And then the one that constantly keeps coming up is that you've got to step in and step up. And I think that that's just really, really excellent in terms of, in terms of you know, what makes you stand out in, in, in a room. And 
And I think that's what people are drawn to when it comes to you. So, you know, the, the, one of the things that I really want to try and touch on, and we, we've gotten through a lot of material in a very quick amount of time. Um, we haven't even been tapped on the shoulder to say, hey, <laughs> time's running out. But one of the things that I really want to ask you is, you know, you, you talk about um, the importance of having advisors, right? Or, mm-hmm. or people that Maybe you surround. trust. And I think yeah, that's yeah. another great takeaway is trust. surround yourself with the right people that you can you can trust for their independence, yes. right? Um, what advice would you give to someone then if, if they are in that lonely, um, kind of unsure, overwhelmed environment? And would that be different advice to someone who was in a confident environment who was looking to step up? Right, so mm. what is the advice you give someone, and is it different or is it the same? I, I guess I kind of everyone's got a different take on this. So, what would you say to someone who didn't have the right people around them or didn't have anyone? And would that advice be different if they were feeling lonely and overwhelmed or they were solo entrepreneurs kicking ass? That's a really oh. It's a bloody good question. It's a bloody good question. Well, I'll speak to the lonely. The lonely. Having been there, no. The lonely. I actually haven't asked anyone that question okay, before. Oh, lucky me. Just something that I just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I'm the gonna, value that you have, and um, I just wonder if it would be different. Um, well, okay. So I'll speak to the lonely person. Um, well, I think in life, the only way you're going to find answers or um, learn is to put yourself in a situation that... You can find seek, seek the answers that you're looking for, and you might not even know that you're looking for them. But I think stepping into uh, um, the discomfort, that whole fear. I like to look at my. I change my view on fear. I try. I. It's a work in progress. I look at it as excitement, because I'm always energized by going to that fear. Because and also the minute I go, am I afraid to do it? Then I have to do it. It is like a not even a. It's the same the same conversation or same sentence same reaction so as a lonely person in business um, or to finding the right people to um, surround yourself with start going to networking events start talking to people start talking to your friends that maybe um, if they have businesses or just ask questions and ask everybody anybody you'd be surprised at what someone can bring to the table and usually it's the one that you least expect so don't uh, just because you think that they might not know the answer Throw it in a conversation, I would suspect, would be a great idea. That's what kind of I, I did. Um, I think um, you kind of, you've got to try all angles. You don't know what your angle is. If you're a lonely business and you're kind of lost, then what works for you? Break it down, I guess. Find out what works for you. Uh, because we are so individual. But you actually have to self-reflection, self-awareness. Um, look at yourself harshly, um, but not, non, not harshly in the sense of, in judgment, but harshly in the sense of you have to be truthful. Because we all like, you know, yeah, we're wonderful at this, or, oh, I'm not very good at this. Be realistic. I mean, self-esteem is a big part of it as well. Um, and why are you feeling this way? You've got to look at yourself in a big um, part of it and then discover by getting outside of your comfort zone. For a confident one, what is it that you're missing? That, what, yes, you're confident. What is it that's missing? So you kind of have to do the whole um, reflection as well. Yeah, you're confident in business, but what's limiting you? Because obviously there's something that's limiting you. If you're kicking ass, um, then are you, 
what, what are you questioning? I guess it's more, really, how are you looking at yourself? Because it's your questions you're asking yourselves and what are the answers you're getting? Are they the same, same? Is it, are you doing anything different? Because if you're doing the same thing, you're not going to get any different. Or maybe you try something different, maybe look for a different perspective. Big part, look at the people around you, talk to the people around you, get ideas. Don't be so single-minded. Some people are, but explore. I think exploring everything is try it all, try it all, double. I don't know. So how does someone know, two questions, how does someone know they're getting the right advice and how do they choose the right advisor? Okay. So maybe well, the answer, right advice answer, first? Yeah, no, no. Answer, the right advice. Yeah, how, how do you know the Guts. advice you're getting? I think intuition is a huge factor. I mean, I'm huge on energy. You can... I'm, um, I have always... You know, I was a quiet child, so I mm. would observe a lot. So reading people, you know, you can pick up on intricacies of people's personality and you have to... It's also the saying of um, the student, uh, the teacher arrives when the student is ready. So unless you're ready also to step in, it doesn't matter. Unless you're ready, nothing's going to happen. And what makes you ready? Oh, again, that's something that you've got to answer for yourself. Um, the right advice, if it doesn't feel right, there's a big difference on it being fearful to not feeling right. If you feel like it's going to not work for you, then you've got to go based on that. You have to go with your own gut. If it's because you're stopping yourself, that's something else you have to look into. That's again, you've got to view yourself, self-awareness, self-reflection. That's two different kettles of fish. Yeah. Uh, right advice is ask someone else. Get more than one advice. It's like getting quotes for anything. You don't just get one quote and go, oh, yeah, yeah you've sold me. <laughs> you get a couple and then you feel what feels right for you. And that goes with advisors. Just You have to like connect with your advisor, I believe, because connection is the, the root of it all, for everything. Connect, do you, like the right advice, you connect with it. It's the gut feeling, gut connection, same, same. Give it a different word, whatever you like. But the advisor that you work with, needs to, you need to be able to connect with. You need to be able to feel, well, get vulnerable and feel like you can be safe in it. It's not whether you like it or not. It's about whether you feel like you, uh, you can, that the anxiety do, doesn't sit with it. Because, you know, there's nothing like when you go out with the wrong people um, and then you talk about something that's um, vulnerable to you and then all you're thinking is, why did I say that? And your gut says, why did I say it? And then you talk to other people and you say it and you don't walk away going, why did I say it? You go, God, it's good that I got that off my chest. Huge difference. I think what I, think what I heard there is the connection is fundamental mm. to the outcomes that you want to achieve because if you don't have that connection, you don't have that safe space to share and you don't have that trust, Absolutely. then how someone going to be able to help you evolve especially mm. if you're looking to grow um, what I want to add to that and I think what's really important is too many people seek strategists and growth advisors on a really flawed criteria mm. and I didn't know this but I did the same as well before mm. when I you know I look at Christian 1.0 um, you know, when I went out and built my very large hospitality and media empire, 
and um, you know got up to almost thirty million dollars in turnover, employed one hundred and fifty people, and man, I was really crap at how I did it. And I went out and hired, you know, some of the best coaches and business advisors that Adelaide had to offer. I because I had the resources, mm. and I got it completely wrong. Like these people, there was no connection. Mm. That was the, the the biggest issue now that. I, I thought I had a connection, but I was a transaction, mm. right? And I was a transaction for all these people. And I think when I finally made the decision to listen to everybody around me who said, Christian, it's time that you give back to the world. Stop building your own businesses and go and become a full-time advisor. Go out and I'm like, I'm going to become a coach? What are you talking about? That's it's hideous. People have got a really bad rap, right? And that's when I realized, and I think you've heard me talk about this a lot, I'm not a coach. I mean, sure, I do I, I do help people get from A to B faster, better, and smarter. But I think what it is that it's like Elaine, a friend of mine, Elaine Stead, said to me, you know, who's a VC, she said, you're the best cheerleader on the planet. And you, you said you've got to have a cheerleader in your corner. What that really means is you've got to have someone you connect with. Mm. And, and, I, and I'm very privileged. And you know, a lot of my clients know each other because we do things together and... Um, yeah, I feel really privileged that I have the opportunity to work with the people that I work with because we build connections. And, mm. and I would call you a friend, yeah. uh, not just a client, and then vice versa. I know the feeling's mutual. And, and I know that I have that all the way across. And I think I remember even sharing with you when I got really unwell last year, and I, I think I said to you, I said, Alice, I said uh, I'm going to have to let go of a lot of my clients because I'm really not well. And, you know, you were one of the people that I, we stayed. Why? I mean, do you remember why I said to you that, you know, who I kept? Uh, yeah, well, it, it was a lot about energy. Yeah. It, it was, was about the, the right people. The right energy and yeah. the ones that were taking energy and the ones that were, um, were mutually adding to each other. Correct. Because so, it's not so transactional. It was more... And, and I know this is how you run your business yeah. too. So it's the, I got rid of anyone who I felt was transactional. Mm. And... It was quite spectacular because, and I know this is about you, but I just want to share this because you've just really made it come to life in, in listening to you. I tripled the size of my advisory firm within two months because the world gives us what we want. And you talked about this a lot, that you're intuitive and your energy. And I think that's a really important thing. And I know that other people we've done the podcast with already have all raised the same thing that there is this energy that you've got to have and you know for some of us and for you you're way more enlightened because you spend so but you do you spend do so much time you know i mean we talked about you being a specialist graphic designer and you're an outstanding graphic designer but what you didn't tell everybody is that while you were you know um while you were running a household looking after three children that are all under the age of 10 building a very large studio, boutique studio. You also went off and became a yoga master instructor. <laughs> and, you know, t- and, you know, I remember when we first started working together, like, I have to find, Christian, 10 days to get out of this business so I can go and do 10 days of insane immersion in yoga. And I just was like, this woman's nuts. What's she, what are you going to make me do? And you know what? You wanted to do it and worked around it and we did it. And, but you did. You managed to just bring it all together. So... You know, there's, there's all these other elements. Oh, that yeah, you, determination. You know, yeah, and that's why I, I wanted to share that because it's all well and good to go, yeah, 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 but you push yourself 
beyond the limits of an everyday person. And I think that's really come through in today. I mean, if it hasn't, I have failed. Um, <laughs> because I've also tried so to add it. layers to it. But, oh, it's just, I just think it's so, I, I mean, it's funny. Oh, I work with you almost every day and I, I sit here and I, and I get so excited by even just being in this room because I'm like, God, these are all the things that we've been working on and they kind of come through and, and I really hope that the audience today is really feeling that because there is so much depth in what you're saying and and I think that you know A I think you're an amazing person and I think that really helps um, and, and, and what I really love is that you know you have brought to the forefront that when you work with someone that has like-minded goals mm. right we both are high achievers mm. we want outstanding results yeah. but we are client and people focused and yes. I think right. that's the really important thing and that's what brings this connection together yeah. right and, and 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 look I know we we're about getting a tap on the shoulder I, I want to say a really big thank you I know how incredibly busy you are um, and I know how incredibly nervous you were about coming on I'm and, just not a fan of these things yeah and and look you know I think you did an amazing oh, job once I get started I'm and not you did an amazing <laughs> job just like when you first said to me I am not going to network for all of you out there listening, I strongly suggest that you follow Alice on <laughs> LinkedIn. Um, you also follow Palliant Design only because uh, not only does she do an amazing job, but if you want to see some incredible photography um, yeah. all done off her phone on these crazy trails that you walk. Um, you know, Alice is the complete opposite of me, by the way. She spends 80% uh, exercise time. <laughs> uh, I spend uh, no time exercising. But she integrates it. You integrate it into mm -hmm. your daily life. And, 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 and that's something I'm very, very um, envious of because an envy from a really good place because I kind of go, i got no excuse not to do that. Okay, all right, my knee, my back, all the excuses. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is I really don't. There is, I, I look at you and I see someone who integrates so much in 24 hours. And, and, and for that, I, I, I am grateful that I have the privilege to serve you. Oh, thank and, you. And thank you for making the time to be here today. Thanks. Is there anything that you want to share with whoever is out there listening today that we may have missed or something you want to just give them as a singular key takeaway that's really important? Ah, passion is a huge driver. Seriously, it, find anything. Even small things that you're passionate about and do them habitually. And in habits, you can change your life. Amazing. Alice, thank you so much. And now you can take that microphone off and get on with your day. No, Alice, thank you. Thank you very much. And um, I look forward to uh, making the podcast go live. And hopefully it goes boom for you and, and everybody else. But thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day. Absolutely. Thank you. Cheers. Are you ready to start taking action on your business? Would you like to spend more time with your family? Then call 1-300-643-229 and start building momentum right now. I know you're busy. In fact, you are so busy that you don't have time to work on your business or yourself. Often tossing and turning at night, worrying about the how-tos and the cash flow. How on earth can you possibly get off the hamster wheel so that you can take a helicopter view to see where you'll be in 90 days, one year or three years from now. 
In this program, I will take you from sleepless nights to blissful sleep. You'll have more time with your family and you will have the clarity and direction so you can grow and flourish. Call 1300 643 229 now and start building momentum.